As our brother this morning, Brother Tomo, was uh, finishing his message, I thought that he was going to steal the message today because uh, he was uh, finishing on the on the same two verses that I will be studying. And uh, I thought if he keeps on any longer, I won't have a message. <laughs> um, so the first the first verse here is in Exodus. The message here today is I will. The message today is I will. Um, so if you're taking will, uh, if you're taking notes, the message today is I will. And so we'll, we'll start off with praying. Lord, I pray that you'd uh, give me the strength to speak to your people today, Lord. It is a fearful thing, Lord, to preach, Lord, to your people. And Lord, I'm not worthy of myself, Lord, to preach to your people. And Lord, inside me I feel sometimes, uh, Lord, that the flesh pulling, Lord, to backslide. And, and I pray, Lord, that you'd strengthen me, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that I'd be clean and ready for your use. And I pray, Lord, that you'd speak through me and, and uh, not, uh, not let those things in the past, Lord, hinder me, Lord, for being a blessing to your people today. But I pray, Lord, that you'd speak through me and uh, use me, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. So we're here in Exodus uh, 32. Now this here isn't the um, isn't uh, the main text for the morning, uh, but uh, we're going to start here. Start here, and so Exodus 32. Exodus 32, and then 26, and then we're going to go to Joshua. And we'll go to Joshua 24:15 straight away after that. So Exodus 32 and then verse 26, it says there, Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. So we should have all the sons of Levi up here. Um, anyway, um, the Louise. Anyway. Um, so Moses stood at the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. So who is on the Lord's side today? Who is on the Lord's side? And uh, Joshua 24, Joshua chapter 24, and there in verse 15, that's where it says, As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. That's Joshua saying, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So, the message today is I will. To make a decision today to, to do these things, many of us uh, say, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. But is that is that what is actually going on in our lives today? Is that what's going on in our lives today? So Psalms 101, that's where the, the main kind of thrust of the message comes from today, Psalms 101. And in Psalms 101, starting in verse 1, it reads, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, I will sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O, when will thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Before I continue, I'll, I'll, I'll start back from the, the beginning of the verse. Before I, before I do that, just, just note... Uh, Note with me tonight that uh, it's saying, I will, I will, I will through this verse. This is saying that 
I am making, you know, I'm making a commitment to do these things, and this is what I'm going to do. I, I will is not, I will try. No, he's not saying I will try. He's not saying I will do my best. He's saying I will do these things. I will do these things. I will strive for God. I will do my very best. I will make no excuses for my flesh. It is saying I will. It is saying I will. This morning here, back in verse number 1, it says, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, I will sing. I will behave myself. Not I will try. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. I will make no excuses, saying I will. O oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I will talk within I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside, it shall not cleave to me, for a froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbour, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart, will not I suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Today, today my message is I will. I will. So we need to make a decision to follow the Lord today. If we are going to serve God faithfully, there is going to come a time in our Christian walk where we need to make a decision. And the decision that we need to make is what will we do with a message like this? What will we do when it says, I will? Will you determine in yourself, I will? I will follow what the Word of God says. I will seek counsel from the Word of God. I will adhere to the Word of God and I will adjust my life to the Word of God. I will. Will you make that decision today? Now, you can be saved and, and uh, not make this decision. You can be saved and not make this decision it says here in Romans but I'd, uh, I'd warn you I'd warn you brethren there's uh, consequences to our actions but here in Romans in Romans uh, 3.27 because we are free men we are free men and we have liberty it says here where is boasting then it is excluded by what law of works nay but by the law of faith Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. So we are justified by faith without the deeds of the law. So by faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us, if we honestly believe that he has died in our place, by faith without the deeds of the law, we can go to heaven. But if you are going to go and live your life like that, there is consequences for that. If you are just going to live your life and say, oh, I can go to heaven because I believe in Jesus Christ as my Saviour. That's true. You can go to heaven. But you're going to reap the, the you know, you're going to reap what you have sown. Your children are going to grow up. You know, when you have children, the children are going to grow up. And not just the children, even for the, for the young men in the church and the young ladies in the church. The, the young children in the church that is watching you, will 
will be looking up to you. They are looking up to you. And what you do, whether you decide to live faithfully for God, or just flippantly say, I can live my life how I want, I am saved. Now you, you are saved. But those children are going to mock at the Word of God. Those children are not going to listen to the Word of God. And those children are going to burn in hell. Because those children do not accept the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Because it is a joke. Because all you've done all your life is mock the Word of God. And all you've done all your life is not listen. You know, when, when the Word of God is preached and it says, you know, men ought to dress like women. Women ought to dress like... You know, men ought to dress like men. <laughs> men ought to dress like men. Women ought to dress like women. You know, that comes from the Bible. Now, it's up to us to do what we will with it. We have liberty. But our children look at the Word of God, and the children look at how we act, and say, it's not relevant. You know? It's not relevant. The Word of God's not relevant. Because you don't live by it. You know? So you can do what you want with the Word of God. But there's consequences. There's consequences for what you do with the Word of God. But that doesn't affect, that doesn't affect your immediate salvation. But that, ex- that affects the salvation of the ones that are coming up after you. It does matter what you do with the Word of God. It does matter how you, uh, how you adhere to the Word of God. It does matter that you conform to the image of Christ. Not for your salvation, but for the salvation of them that are coming after you. And the salvation that are coming after me, for those, you know, just for the young people. So it's, it's me as well. It matters what I do. It matters what you do. In Second Peter, in Second Peter uh, chapter two, and starting there in verse ten. I'll, I'll get to this. I'll get to this uh, later in the message. But if you if you follow this in your own personal Bible rather than relying on the screen, you will be benefited immensely by this because uh, immensely by the speaking, uh, the, the preaching. If you follow the preaching in your own personal Bible, you know that that Bible is the Bible that you're going to use in your quiet time to defeat the devil in your life. And you need to know where to find the scripture in your own Bible. When you go to witness to somebody for Christ, that is your Bible. You're going to sit down next to that person, and that person's going to ask you a question. And you go, "I know where that. I know where that is in the Bible." Or, you know, "I have an idea where that is in the Bible. I've heard that preached on before, but you don't have your Bible. What good is it? You know, you need to have your Bible, and you need to open your Bible in church, and you need to, you need to practice with the sword that you're going to use." Because if you practice with a weapon that you're not going to use in the battle, what's the point in practicing with that weapon? You know? If you're going to use your phone, you need to use your phone. The protector's well and good for those people who are new and have just come into church, but you're not going to have the protector and you're not going to have our brother Adrian here looking the verses up for you when you're down the road witnessing to your boss. You know? You know? We need to have the Word of God open on our laps. We need to be getting used to the Word of God, our personal Bible. So Second Peter, Second Peter, and then chapter two. And starting there in verse ten. So we, we can uh, do do what we want with our Christianity, but it does have an effect. But starting in verse ten here, it says, "But you, but." Uh, 
But chiefly then they walk after the flesh in the lusts of uncleanness and despise government presumptuous, uh, government. presumptuous are they, self-willed, they, do, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Wherefore, angels which are great in power, greater in power and might bring not railing accusations against them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. So, and I won't get off on that, just keep moving. And shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots they are, and blemishes, spotting themselves with their own devices, while they feast, while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart that hath exercised with covetousness practices cursed curse children, which have forsaken the right way. So they were in the right way, but they or or they've heard of the right way, so they know it. But they've forsaken the right way, and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Boshua, who loved the wages of unrighteousness but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb ass, speaking with, his, with man's voice, forbade the madness of the prophet. So you can, you can read that story there in the book of Kings. But, book of Kings? No, it's book of Judges. No? Numbers, sorry. You can, you, can read that, you can read that story in your own time about Balaam um, and the ass. But, um, but we, we could be like these people, you know, uh, as Christians. We could be like these people and we can have a walk with God, and God can be literally uh, talking with us through the Word of God, but then we can go off and we can be persuaded by men to do things that are not, that are not convenient, things that are, that are not according to the Word of God, and we can, we can go off and do our own things for money or for whatever reason, but there is going to be consequences for our actions. But it goes on to say, these... Um, and by the way, it calls it says of the madness of that prophet. So Balaam was was taken away by the lust of money, and the Bible calls that madness, the madness of that prophet. These are these are wells without water. Clouds are they clouds that are carried with a tempest, whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. For when they spake great swelling words. Of vanity, they allured through the the lusts of the flesh. Through much wantedness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought into bondage. So it says here. I'll repeat that again. For of whom a man is overcome. Of the same is brought into bondage. So if you are overcome and if you are struggling with a certain area of your life, you, that is bringing you into bondage. That um, is bringing you into bondage. So if you are overcome and if if you just can't resist turning on your phone and looking at something on your phone, whether it be Facebook or whatever it be, uh, you know TikTok or you know whatever it be um, on, on your phone. Then you are overcome by that and it brings you into bondage. And you cannot do the things that you would for God because you are under bondage 
Right. And it goes on to say there in verse 20, if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Saviour. So this here is talking about Christians today. So we have escaped the world today. We have escaped the world, and most of us here today, probably all of us, we have escaped the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. They are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. So you can, once you're saved, you, you can go out and live like hell. You can, but the latter end will be worse than the first. You know, you'll end up worse than you were beforehand. And it goes on to say, For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they had known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned unto his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Aren't we like that? When God washes us from the dirt of this world, we just go back and, and jump in the mud again. But you know, we don't want to be. We don't desire to be like that. You know, if, if any of you have had a dog and you've seen the dog eat his own vomit, you're like, it's just wrong. <laughs> you know, it's just wrong. And, and we've seen it before, you know, we've had a dog before, that's, that's what happens. You know, it's, it's a dog. But are we going to be like that dog? Are we going to, you know, are we going to throw out and cast out the things that are filthy in us, of the world, and, and revert back to them? Are, are we going to submit ourselves to being just like a dog? You know, a dog that returns and eats his own vomit? We can do what we want. But there's confidence, uh, there's, con there's con consequences. But the decision tonight is, I will. You know, what are you going to do with the Word of God tonight? I will. Because in the words, I will, in Psalms 101, it says, I will, I will, I will. That means that there is intent. You, you have, you mean everything in you to do what you've said you would do. It's not... You know, hopefully I'll do that in the future. It's I will. You know, I will follow the word of God. I will set no wicked thing before me. You know, we need to make a, a decision today because if we just say, okay, I'll, I'll try and not set any wicked thing before me, in a week's time you go back and you do it. But if you determine, and when you do it, then you start justifying it because because you you said oh, I'll try not to. Uh, I'll try not to do this anymore. I'll, I'll try not and, and watch this program anymore. But when you sin, then you start justifying it. Like, oh, I had no choice. Or, or, things, like, things like that. You start justifying it. But when you say, I will not set any wicked thing before me. And you say, I will not. You know, When you do that sin, you condemn, yourself, you condemn that sin. You don't... You know, you don't say, oh, and, and make excuses for your flesh. You say, no, I said I won't do this. You know, and, and you determine in yourself, I will not do this. I will not set any wicked thing before me. And there is the decision that I will not do this. There is no, oh, you know, I had no choice or, or I just couldn't help myself because my flesh. No, it's, I will not do this. And when you do this, you determine in yourself to right what you've done wrong and not do it again. You know, otherwise you're like that dog returning to his own body, and I, I do that as well. You know, but we need to determine in ourselves, I will follow the word of God. You know, I will follow the word of God. I will not say any wicked thing before me.
We, we might go through that, that particular psalm again before the end of the night. But um, moving on now, so if we go to Second um, uh, Peter and chapter 1, so back over the page, it says here, And besides this, giving all diligence, so this is in chapter 1, verse 5, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to, your, and to virtue knowledge, and to, to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you, and abound, they make you they make that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But so so if you have all these things, good, you know, you should. And we should. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off. It's not that he's not saved. It's not that he's not saved, but it goes on to say, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. You know? If we do not have these things, uh, you know, adding to your faith, virtue and knowledge and, and patience and temperance and brotherly kindness and things like this, then it's not that we're not saved, but we have forgotten that we were purged from our old sins. You know, we, we've forgotten the weight of, of, of the matter. You know, we were going to help. We were going to help. Because we, beforehand we were unbelieving. Beforehand we were unbelieving. And it says that, that we were, it says in the, in the Gospel of John that because we are unbelieving, we're already condemned, you know? Already condemned. But God has saved us through His mercy and through His blood on the cross. And we've forgotten. We've forgotten the importance of this and we've forgotten the depth of the meaning of this. We've forgotten the fear and the heat of hell and we've forgotten the grace and the mercy of God and we've gone about to do whatever we want to do because we've forgotten the old sins that we are purged from. But we need to determine in ourselves, I will, I will, I will strive, I will strive. First uh, Corinthians, and now this is, this is, a, this is such a common verse to us, so, but I don't want to get hung up on this verse. I was thinking to myself when preparing this message, almost didn't, almost you know, didn't didn't add the verse kind of kind of a, a thing because I don't want you to only remember this this verse uh, and, and get hung up on it. But it is it is very important tonight. So starting in First Corinthians and verse six, uh, and I've got here we start in verse fifteen. So we'll backtrack a little bit so that we're not just reading the same verse that we read each time but so that we can get a little bit uh, more of depth out of this. It says here in verse 15, Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. So God forbid, you know, there's a strong word, you know, God forbid. You know, it's, it's not uh, wishy-washy or, you know, God probably doesn't like that, you know, it's God forbid, you know. What may you not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Don't mess around. Flee fornication. Every sin that, is in, that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication forget, uh, sinneth against his own flesh. Don't make excuses for your flesh. Determine in yourself 
I will not. I will flee fornication when the temptation comes. Determine yourself beforehand how you're going to deal with that situation. Flee fornication. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So we are God's, you know, and, and there, there is a way that we ought to conduct ourselves. There is a way that we ought to live, and, and that is... Uh, to glorify God. Now we'll go to Psalms 106 now. So back in the Psalms, in the Psalms 106 this time. Psalms 106 and verse 11. Here it says, And the waters covered their enemies, and there was not one of them left. This is, this is when the children uh, of Israel, they're leaving Egypt. They're leaving Egypt and God just wrought a great deliverance in their life. And many, if not all of them, were saved in, in the sense that they believed that Jesus Christ was going to come and then die in their place through the, through the lamb sacrifice that was offered and put on the, on the lintel of the doors. And uh, we're not uh, going into that tonight, but it says here, And the waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Then believed they his words, they sang his praises. So they believed the word of God then, you know. And it goes on to say, they soon forget his works. They waited not for his counsel. So this is so often us today in Christianity. We believed God's words and we sang his praises, you know. We believed his words, we were saved, we sing his praises. But soon after God has wrought a miracle in our life, we forget his works. And we do not seek the counsel of God, and we, we do not let God and, and the Word of God decide what we're going to do in our lives. And we don't have patience, and we don't say, I'll just wait for a while and, and just see what, uh, see what God does in my life. I'm not going to rush ahead and just kind of wait for a while and see what God does. No, we, we just want to rush on, and we don't want to seek God's counsel. But, lust, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the, in the desert. And he gave them their requests. So you might think, you know, I've, I've got my requests. You know, I've, I've, I've done, I've done what God, uh, I've obviously done what God wants me to do. He has given me what, what I wanted. So I must be pleasing in His sight. But how can you say that you've been pleasing in His sight if you forgot, forgot that Jesus Christ has saved you from hell? that he has saved you from sin you, you've forgotten God's word and you have not sought God's counsel for God has given you what you want but he sent leanness unto their soul it says here but he sent leanness unto their soul so we, we can be if we want we can be like a seed you know thrown on the path you know and the, and the birds eat the seed or we can be like a, a seed that is among the thorns or in shallow ground and you know it grows fast but there's no depth to the roots you know there's no depth to the roots and those when under pressure they wither and they die fast or we can be a seed that is 
on good soil and we can, we can dig deep into the Word of God and we can be strong when the storm comes. Our life is built on the rock and we're not moved by the storm. But what will you do? What will you do? What will you decide? And what will you decide tonight? Will you decide, I will follow God? I will follow the Word of God? Or will you just let it pass? But if you just let it pass, you might have what you want in your Christianity. But you'll never truly be successful for God. You'll never win many souls for God, if any. You know, you might have what you want. But God will send leanness into your soul if you do not seek the counsel of God. Right. Seek the counsel of God. And it goes on to say, it goes on to say in there in verse 16, They envied Moses, also in the camp, and Aaron, the saint of the Lord. So, you know, you might sit there and, and decide... Oh yeah, I wish you know. I wish I was the one up there preaching. You know, I, I know better than that hillbilly from up north. You know, I I wish that I was the one up there preaching. You know, and you envy the position that uh, that, I, that the Lord has given me tonight to to preach God's word. Uh, and and it is a fearful thing to preach the word of God. And, and you know, what, what, I say to, what I say to you will have an impact on your life. And you know, so what I say must be from the Word of God because if I lead you astray, I'm going to answer to God for it. You know? So what I say, you know, my own words must be few, but what I read from the Word of God must be many. You know, my opinion doesn't matter. It's the Word of God that matters. Um, and so many of you sitting there might desire a pastor's position, you know, to be the, the, the leader of the church. But think of the responsibility and the consequences of that, and you probably can't do as good a job as pastor has done anyway, or is doing anyway. But if you want to desire to be a, a preacher one day, then just humble yourself, work at it, study, and work under pastor's authority, not super, not a, not a, What's the word for it? Subverting, subverting uh, pastor's authority. Don't, don't try and put yourself above pastor or work around pastor, but work through pastor and under him. Because it says here that there was consequences. It says, The earth opened and swallowed up death and covered the company of Abram, and a fire was kindled in their company, and the flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Hebron and worshipped the molten image, thus they changed their, their glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. They forget God, their saviour. So their saviour means that they were saved. You know? We're, we're saved and we can forget God if we're not careful. They forget God, their saviour, which had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and terrible things by the Red Sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them that had not Moses, had not Moses has, ch has chosen, stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he should destroy them. Yet they despised the pleasant land and believed not his word, but murmured in their tents and hearkened 
not unto the voice of the Lord. Wherefore he lifted up his hand against them. So he, they, they hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. They did not listen to the preacher. They did not listen to the word of God. They did not want the word of God in their lives. But will you determine today and say, I will. I will have the word of God in my life. I will read the word of God. But you've got to make that decision. And it can't be maybe I'll start reading the word of God. Or I'll start reading the word of God, you know, on Wednesday. Or I'll start reading the word of God. No, there's got, got to be a, a, a firm decision. You've got to say, I will. And then you've got to stick to it. Okay. Yeah, they dis. Yeah, they dispersed the pleasant. La- they despised the pleasant land. They believed not his word, but murmured in their tents and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Wherefore he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their seed also among the nations and to scatter them in the land. They joined themselves also into uh, ba- uh, Baal, Baal and ate sacrifices. Of the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their inventions, and the plague and the plague break in upon them. So he sent leanness unto their soul, but they they continued to rebel against God, and he sent plagues among them. So we we can live our Christian life how we want to live it, but there's consequences. Right. You know, will we follow God? Will we? Then stood up Phineas and executed judgment unto the play, and the plague was stayed, and that was counted unto him for righteousness unto all generations forevermore. They angered him also at the waters of strife, so that it went ill with Moses for their sakes, because they provoked his spirit, so that he spake adversely with his lips. They did not not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them, but were mingled among the heathen, and lingered, and learned the words, and learned their works. They served their idols, which were a snare to them. Yea, they sacrificed their sons and daughters unto devils, and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan. And the, the land was polluted with blood. And you say, it's just, you know, it's just... Just a little sin, you know? It's just a little sin. And what does it matter, you know? What, what I'm doing is, is not going to affect me. I'm still going to heaven. But it is going to affect your children, and it is going to send leanness unto the young people of the church. And those people are not going to hear to, uh, hear to the word of God. And these people here, they, they're going to get worse and worse and worse, and to the point where they will shed the blood of their sons and their daughters. And you say, never do that, you know, they'd never do that. But God is already sending leanness into our hearts because we will not submit to the counsel of God's word. You know, there's a list of things, there's a list of things here. How far down the list will we go before we repent? You know, how far down the list do we want to get before we repent? Let us turn back to God now and teach the children the word of God now while we can and while there is no destruction please the Lord come and and uh, and uh, and least we provoke him to anger 
And it goes on to say, Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people. So these are his people, and in the wrath of God was kindled against his people, and so much that he abhorred his own inheritance. So we're saved. We're the inheritance of God. But as it's saying, he abhorred his inheritance. The enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their hand. Many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their counsel and with and, and were brought low for their iniquity. So it's their counsel and their iniquity has brought them low. So it's our counsel and our iniquity that will bring us low. And God has delivered us many times. And we say, you know, tomorrow will be just like today. And God will just deliver us from sins. And he might. But your children are going to reap that. Right. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction. When he heard their cry, and he remembered them, uh, remembered them, his covenant, and repented according to the multitude of his mercies. He made them also to be pitied of those that carry that carried them captive. Save us, O Lord, God, our God, and gather us from among the heathen to give thanks unto the holy name, and to triumph in thy praise. Blessed be the God of Israel. From everlasting to everlasting, and let the people say, Amen. Praise ye the Lord. So let us let us return unto the Lord, and let the Lord gather us unto Him, and let us serve the Lord, and let us praise the Lord. Let us not have to be brought, you know, uh, and let us not have to be be dragged in here like a slave, but let us serve God uh, as, a, as a father and like a son. First Peter, if we go back to back to the books of Peter, First Peter, uh, and then two, of First Peter and then chapter two, and then verse uh, verse twelve, it says, "Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they spake against you as evildoers." They might by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of salvation. So what you do matters. You know, what you do isn't going to get you to heaven, but what you do might get your neighbour to heaven. You know, what you do might get your neighbour to heaven, because they'll see your works and they'll glorify God in the day of visitation. So if we are going to be pleasing to God. We need to determine in ourselves to follow Him. We need to forsake our earthly desires. You know, and if that means, you know, if it means no basketball, it means no basketball. You, you know, you're going to church. You know, if it means if it means that you have to give up the things that you want to that you want to do, you have to do that. You know. Because, and there's many things that I would like to do. I would like to be hunting. I would like to be anywhere in Auckland. I would like to. <laughs> there's, a list of, there's a list of things that I would like. But it's the Word of God. You know? It's the Word of God. It's, it's, it's what matters. And I love the church that God has, has put me in. And I, I love you guys as, as, uh, as brethren. So the, the church is. You know, bringing me back in a state because of the church. But uh, what are we going to do? You know, with the word of God, are we? Are, are we? 
Are we just going to live life how we want to live it? But if we, if we are going to live pleasing to God, there's things that we're just going to have to say, today is church. You know? Right. Today is Wednesday. It's church. You know? And just put it aside and say, this is God. You know? This is men's meeting. Monday. Church. You know? There are things that we're going to have to forsake, you know? Uh, I wasn't, I'm, I'm not going to go there, but it says, you know, uh, he who hateth not his mother and father and, and, and the list of things, you know, is not worthy of the kingdom of heaven. You know, this thing, and, and that doesn't mean that you have to hate them, but you have to honor God more. You know? So we have to honor God more. We need to draw near to God. If we are going to be effective for God, we need to draw near, near to God. And just back a, back a page. It says there in James chapter 4, you adulteresses and adulteresses, you adulteresses, you adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God? For whoso therefore is a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth the envy? But he gave more grace, wherefore he giveth. He giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore unto God, and resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. God knows that at, at times we're often double-minded. God knows that at times we've been friends with the world, and God knows that that the spirit, that our spirit, not the Holy Spirit in us, but our, our spirit, you know, is is a lusting, lusting to envy, and, and it wants the things of the world. Not flesh, it wants the things of the world. And God gives us gives us grace, but God will resist the proud. If we if we think that we can just do it our own way, God will resist us because God resists the proud. See, so here, submit therefore unto God. Submit to God. Heed to God's counsel. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. But it says here, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh unto you. So if we are to be effective to God, we need to draw nigh unto God. Many of us want to serve God and win souls. And we say, but I've done this or I haven't done that. So we, we say that oh, I've sinned too much or I haven't done enough study. We all have our regrets, and we all have uh, things that you know we wish that we had done or wish that we had not done. We have list, uh, we, we probably have a list of movies that we wish that we'd never watched, because I don't know about you, but I can still remember things that I watched, movies that I watched when I was ten years old. You know, when when I think back on it, I can remember clearly movies that I saw ten, you know when I was 10 years old and I can I can still remember scenes most of most of the movies you know and, and words you know if that movie was to, those movies were to be played back I could probably quote ahead of time what the guy is gonna say or something similar to it so what I'm saying is you children and you older ones you're never gonna forget what you you know what you watch with the movies so make it good, you know. 
make it good because you won't forget it. And so we all have things that we regret, but let's put these things aside because we can't change the past. Those things have happened, those things have happened. So what? You know, all of us have had things that we regret. We need to put those things aside and we need to make a change in our lives. We need to put those things aside and we need and we don't need to make excuses for the flesh. That's not going to help either. Don't make excuses for the flesh. You know, put those things aside and God willing, I need to put those things aside as well. So let's, let's put those things aside. Let's not make excuses for the flesh. Let's not make excuses for our messing about. Because often we procrastinate and it's messing about. So let us not mess about. And let us not make excuses for our flesh and for our unfaithfulness. But let us go forward. Let us go forward. Let us determine in ourselves that we will. We will adhere to the Word of God. We will. Let us go forward. Even just a little bit at a time. You know, if it's just a little bit at a time, let's just go a little bit further. Just a little bit further. Let's keep, us, let's keep ourselves pushing each other a little bit further. You know? Just a little bit further. And don't let the devil get in the way. Don't let the flesh or the devil have the victory over us. If you want victory over the devil, and if you want victory over your flesh, it doesn't happen by chance. You've got to determine, I will have a master of it. I will, you know? You can't just say, uh, you know, I will, you know, I'll get, I'll get it one day, you know, I'll, I'll be better one day than my flesh. Or I'm fighting my flesh, I'm, you know, I'm fighting my flesh. But you've got to determine in yourself that I will, I will have the master of it, you know? You've got to have determine in yourself that I will not make excuses. I will, you know? Um, and that's part in, in Timothy, and I wasn't, I'm not going to go there, but in Timothy, oh, we, we, are, we are turning to First Timothy now, and I'm not done, by the way. Uh, I'm turning to, we're turning to First Timothy now, but it, it says in, in the books of Timothy about being a good soldier, you know? Soldiers don't muck around. You know, soldiers are sharp, they're ready to use. They're disciplined. You know, they are exercised in the Word of God, in this case. They know their weapon, you know. They know the Bible. We, if we say that we're a good soldier, we need to do these things. And so in First Timothy, in chapter 4, it says here, uh, in verse 7, But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness profiteth unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. Now profit, bodily pro, uh, exercise profiteth a little. But what it does do is it, it, it puts in your mind discipline. So if, in many of many of the churches going to the gym at the moment, at the moment there seems to be a craze going around. But um. Many of us uh, are, are working, you know, working the flesh, but we also need to be working, uh, working and exercising ourselves unto godliness. And these things don't happen by chance, but by hard work. And when we fall, 
when we mess up, we need to pick ourselves up and we need to keep moving. And, you know, don't make excuses for our lack of ability. We need to pick ourselves up and we need to keep moving. We need to keep striving for godliness. We need to keep striving for godliness. Um, and that, um, that song that... Um, that song that we sang today was a really um, was really the right song to the for the message today. So I've got a little bit more to say, but the song here goes to say, "I am resolved no longer to linger, torn by the world's delight. Things that are higher, things that are nobler, these have alert my sight." I will hasten to him, hasten to glad and free, to glad and free. Jesus, greatest, highest, I will come to thee. So we, we need to decide to come to God. We need to come to God. We need to resolve in ourselves no longer to linger, no longer to stay in the world's delight. Because God has called us to higher things. God has called us to nobler things. And these here need to be what captures our sight. These things need to be what we desire. And we need to decide, I will hasten to him. You know? I will stop messing around. I will, I will hasten to God. And I will make this reality. Uh, there's a... Um, a long time ago now, uh, Pastor Jonah was preaching on um, this... This, um, it's the, uh, the Marines Rifle Creed from uh, the Ameri American Marines. And that is really... I'll just read that out to you now, and then I'll read out an abridged version of that, which relates to, relates to the Word of God. And this is similar to what he was preaching. I can't remember exactly what he was preaching. It was... I think two years ago. But it goes to say this, and this is relevant to the word of God, and you know, we are soldiers of Christ. And it goes on to say, there are many, uh, this is my rifle, and I'll actually, I'll just, just take it verse by verse so, so that we don't forget, forget uh, what, what was said before. It says here, there, this is my rifle, there are many like it, but this one is mine. My rifle is my best friend. It is my life, I must master it as I must master my life. My rifle without me is useless. Without my rifle, I am useless. I must fire my rifle true. I must shoot. Uh, I must shoot straighter than my enemy who is trying to kill me. I must shoot him before he shoots me. And then he goes to say, I will. You know? There's a decision that it needs to be applied, and it says, I will. I will do everything in my power, and if that means I die doing it, I die doing it. I will do it. But this here is the application. You know, this is my Bible. This is my personal Bible. This is mine. You know, there, there are many like it. You've all got a Bible. There are many like it. But this one is mine. You know? This is mine. This is my very best friend, because it is my life. The Bible is my life. It is not just 
my life in the sense that it is, it is God's salvation unto me and it has given me life. But it is my life because it is the way I live. You know? So it is very, my very best friend because it is my life. I must master it as I must master my life. You know, I, I must know my Bible, not the projector. You know? I must be reading my Bible in church. I must be reading my Bible out of church. I must know my Bible. And I must master my Bible as I must master my life. You know? You, you can master your life. You can master your life. I, I wasn't going to add this, but I was just thinking on you can master your life because in Peter, I believe it's Peter, See, he's writing to these, these men here. And just give me a second because I wasn't going to add this. But it was saying, I write unto you young men. With, oh, this is First John. First John chapter 2. Yeah, that's it. That. Thanks, man. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for, your, for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. You know, we can overcome the wicked one. If we were to resist the devil, he will flee from us. You know? But we need to decide that we're going to resist the devil. We're not going to make excuses for the devil, and we're not going to talk to the devil. We can't talk with the devil. The devil has had 6,000 years of experience of pulling God's word apart and using it against Christians. We can't talk to him. But we can say, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, get lost. You know? We can say, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, and we're not talking. You know? I have no business talking with you. So we can overcome the wicked one. It says here, I must master my Bible as I must master my life. My Bible without me is useless, because it is by the foolishness of preaching that we are saved. You know, if, if there isn't a preacher, how will they hear? So, without me, my Bible is useless, because I will preach my Bible. But without my Bible, I am useless. Without my Bible, I am useless, you know. I have no ground to stand on, I have nothing to say to you tonight, if it wasn't in my Bible. I have no authority of turning right or left in my life without my Bible. I have no basis of morality without my Bible. Without my Bible, I am useless. I must rightly divide. So it says here that I must shoot, shoot straighter, I must shoot truer than my enemy who is trying to kill me. Well, I must rightly divide the Word of God. I must study the Word of God. I must use the Scripture in context. Right. You know, if you're talking with somebody, you must use the Scripture in context. You must shoot straighter than the devil, because the devil uses the Word of God. You know, he says, Yea, hath God said. You know, Yea, hath God said. And he twists the Scripture, and he knows it very well. And he'll leave parts out that talk about him being crushed. You know, in the book of Isaiah. He quotes, he quotes from Isaiah to Jesus Christ, but he leaves out the part where 
you know, we shall, uh, that we shall have the mouth over over. But it goes on to say, so, so I must rightly divide the word of God and must not twist it. Because if I'm to shoot true, I must not twist it. It says what it says, and it means what it says. You know? And I must take it in context. And know that the devil was trying to destroy you, and we mustn't let him... Yeah, the devil was trying to destroy us, and we mustn't let him talk. We must just rebuke him and, and keep trucking. Keep going for God. It goes on to say there, there's a second verse. And it goes on to say, More I for myself know what counts. It is not the rounds we fire, it is not the noise of our burst, nor the smoke we make. We know that it is the hits that count. We will hit. So again, it says we will hit. So we mean business. You know, we mean business. It means that we will strive against the devil. We will. You know, and it says here, it is not, and I'm putting it into context here, or trying to make it easier to understand relating to the Bible. It is not just what you say you will do that counts. So it's not the noise you make. You know, it's not what you say you'll do that counts. It's what you actually do with what you say you'll do. You know? It's what you say you it's what you do with what you said you would do that counts, not what you say you'll do, if that makes sense. And it goes on to say in the next verse goes on to say, My rifle is human. Well the Bible is, you know, the word became flesh. My Bible is human, even as I, because it is my, because it is my life. Thus, I will learn it as a brother. I will learn its weaknesses, its strengths, its parts, its accessories, its sights, its barrel. I will keep my rifle clean and ready, even as I am clean and ready. I will become part. Uh, we will become part of each other. We will. So you have to become part of your Bible, you know, inseparable. With your life, somebody ought to be able to look at you and not know where your Bible starts and you stop. Or where you stop and your Bible starts. Your life should be your Bible. Your life should be your Bible. You must learn your, your personal Bible, you know, it's a, so it's, it's good to have the projector. But you must learn your personal Bible. My Bible here has these tabs on them. Some Bibles don't, so you must learn how to use your Bible. You know, I can I can get to Nehemiah as quick as that because I've got these tabs in my Bible. Some Bibles don't. That's not a problem. But you must know how to use your individual Bible. You must know how to use the index of your Bible. And if you don't know how to find a book that somebody is talking about, you need to know how to find it. You need to know how to use your index. You know, you need to know how to use your Bible. You must know your weaknesses of your Bible. Now, your Bible doesn't have weaknesses. My Bible does. My Bible has weaknesses because of somebody who published this Bible has added footnotes under the verse in my Bible. 
And those footnotes are not scriptural. They're not scriptural. They take a verse and they, they, they twist what it means. I know that there is a weakness in this particular Bible. See, it, it says about the, the behemoth in Job. In the footnote, it literally says it could have been a whale. You know, that's the behemoth. So it's, it, it's a weakness in this particular book. And when I am witnessing to somebody and they're reading from my Bible, I need to know that there's already a footnote there. You know, or I need to know that it is only a footnote. You know, so when they're reading along and they start looking at the footnote and going, well, I need to know that that is a footnote and it is not the scripture. You know, that is a weakness of my Bible and I need to know it. Do you know whether your Bible has footnotes or not? You know, you need to, to, need to know how to use your own Bible. Again, you know, in, in regards to knowing your own Bible, this particular Bible that I'm holding, the Bible that you're holding, is going to be the Bible that you use to defeat the devil in your life. It's going to be the Bible that you soul win with. And I'd, I'd encourage you, if you're soul winning, you can get a New Testament, and, and pastor is quite fond of the New Testament uh, Bibles that you can get. So you can you can do that, but if you're gonna if you're gonna use the New Testament version, you you better be practiced with it, and you better be ready to have an answer why you're not using the whole Bible, because they're gonna ask. You know, it is better to use the Bible that you're well practiced with. You use this Bible every day. You should be using this Bible every day, and you use this Bible every time you're at church and you find the verse that they're talking about if for no other reason because you can see it up there or you can hear it just being read to you or you can find it and you know where it is so that when somebody asks you you know where it is in your Bible and you can be ready to have an answer that doesn't you know, you know God will bring to your remembrance the things that you have learned but it goes on to say He goes on to say, Before God I swear this creed, my rifle and myself are the defenders of my country. We are the defenders of, of, sorry, Before God I swear this creed, my rifle and myself are the defenders of my country. We are the masters of our enemy, we are the saviors of my life, so be it until victory, in this case, is in America's. And there be no enemy but peace. But can we say that we are ma the masters of our enemy? Are we the masters of our flesh? Are we the masters of the devil who is trying to afflict us? You know, the, the word of God is what makes the difference. And what we do with the word of God. Because you, you know that... Uh, you know, you know... This, this country is going downhill real fast, you know. 
is getting more and more ungodly, but God can turn around in our, you know, in our generation. He can. There will be judgment coming, but God can delay the judgment like He has in the past. But it's what you're going to do with the Word of God. Will you determine yourself to follow the Word of God? Will you determine in yourself to seek God's counsel? Let us provoke each other to good work and determine that we will strive for the Word of God. And nearly done. So, so let us provoke each other into good works. Let us determine... I will. Actually, actually before, before I close, I'll just uh, read that, that Psalms 101. Just one last time and then, and then we'll close. Psalms 101, it says... I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord. I will sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house within a per- with a perfect heart. And so we need to go through this list and determine we will do these things, you know. Not I will try, but I will. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when, oh, wilt thou come? Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I will hate the the work of them that turn aside. I will not cleave. It will not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbour, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart. Will not I suffer? Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Actually, just... One other thing, you know, if, if we're going to have, if we're going to turn the country around, we can't let the others get in first. You know, we can't, we, we need to stop just letting the, the, the other religions just carry on their merry way destroying this country. We need to get out there and preach the truth. We, we need to stand up on the streets and preach the truth. Because we're, we're just letting people get swept away in this country because everybody thinks it's normal and we can all get to heaven by following these different ways. There's only one way to heaven and people need to know it. So let us provoke each other unto good work. Let us determine in ourselves, I will read my Bible. I will hand out tracts. You know, if if you're going to hand out tracts, it's not maybe, it's a decision. I will hand out tracts, because it will honour God. Not because my pastor said so, not because that hillbilly from up north said so, but I will hand out tracts, because it will honour God. It might get somebody saved. It will tell the people who are Christians that there are Christians that care and they should stand too. It will tell other Christians that they should stand too. 
So I will read my Bible. I will hand out tracts. I will be ready with an answer for the hope that lieth within me. I'll be ready. You need to determine yourself to be ready and make yourself ready to have an answer for the hope that lieth within you. I will be ready for the Master's use, so I will be clean. My Bible must be clean. It's not that clean because it's not because it's uh, it's quite old now, but it is as clean as it can be, you know. And now it's in a cover, so that it's is is more protected. But your Bible must be ready for use. That means it's not in the box in the garage waiting for it to be packed in the church, in the car for church next week. You must know where your Bible is. It must be ready for use. But you must be clean also. You must be clean and you must be ready for God to use you because God will only use you if you're a clean vessel. God will only use you if you're a clean vessel. So you must be clean and ready to use and your Bible must be clean and ready to use and you must use your Bible and you must determine in yourself to be well drilled and well practiced and well disciplined in the Bible. This is not to get you to heaven because you can go to heaven just by believing. But this is to have a good walk with God and this is to see your, the younger ones saved that come after us. Because what we do now, you know, whether, whether we take the word of God seriously or whether we just uh, laugh the counsel of God off will affect whether the children get saved or not. Whether the children have respect to the word of God or not. So I'll read my Bible, I'll hand out checks, I'll be ready with an answer. I will, be, I will be ready for the Master's use. I will not dialogue with the devil. I will not dialogue with the devil. And I will, make, I will not make excuses for the flesh. These things we also need to decide. I'm not talking with the devil. And I will not make excuses for my flesh. I will mess up. I will fall over. But I will pick myself up by God's grace. And by God's grace we'll get on down the road. And we'll keep going. And we'll keep going until God calls us home. Let us decide that we'll just keep going. And just one more. I will strive for excellence in the service of God. So we need to determine in ourselves. I will strive for excellence in the service of God. Because it says here, be ye perfect, for I am perfect. Be ye holy, for I am holy. So we must strive for excellence in the service of God, who is King who is holy, who is father, my father, your father, my friend and your friend, and our brother through Christ. We must strive for excellence in the service of God, but it all comes from the decision, I will, or I will not. I will, or I will not. What will you decide to do? Will you? Or not. Alright, let us pray. Lord, I, I pray that uh, you'll work in the hearts of the, the people and I thank you for the message and the blessing it was to me, Lord, when I was uh, preparing the Word of God uh, for, for these people uh, tonight when I was putting the message together. I pray, Lord, that you'd make us, Lord, ready to, for an answer. I pray, Lord, that you put it in our hearts, Lord, not to not to mess around with your word, and because it and help us to realize, Lord, that what we do with your word affects how the children see the word of God. 
We know that if we believe on you, Lord, we are saved. And thank you for that. But help us, Lord, to take it seriously and to live our lives with, with the word of God in mind, seeking the counsel of God and asking you to open our eyes. I pray, Lord, that you would put it in our hearts to master our Bibles and to study to show ourselves approved and to know our Bibles individually, our personal Bibles, inside and out. And in a way that we can explain the, the word of God to people. And I pray, Lord, that we would not let uh, our flesh uh, have its way. I pray, Lord, that we would have the mastery of, of our enemies, even the flesh and the devil. I pray, Lord, that uh, you would strengthen us with your word. I pray, Lord, that we would see this nation turn around, even for you. But, Lord, let there be a revival and a repentance in your people and an awakening. And I pray that we would take your word seriously. And if we have to forsake all and take up our cross and follow you, I pray, Lord, that you strengthen us, Lord, to do so and to be a soldier, a good soldier of Jesus Christ, disciplined, clean, and ready for the Master's use. In Jesus' name, amen.